You're in the Freedom Hut. This is the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Get more from Buck by following him on social media at Buck Sexton on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Welcome, friends, to the Buck Sexton Show. You know that it's going to be quite a day when the president of the United States with his 80 million plus followers retweets a question you ask about masks. You know that it's going to be one of those days that all of a sudden the left, the lockdown lives, the the loons, science, they're coming at you from all corners. And, And I'm having one of those days. So I want to dive into this a little bit because when you have the leader of the free world, think that what you've said is worth sharing to everybody and it causes a stir there's already a story up in the daily mail about it uh so this is getting a whole lot of a whole lot of activity um i I think it's worth looking at this it's worth understanding really what the debate is because on the same day that this has sparked kind of a fury online uh, governor cuomo of new york has said that you are not allowed to go indoors for the sole purpose of using the restroom one at a time in a restaurant with outdoor dining that is still for the time being allowed. So you can eat outdoors by law in New York City, but you cannot pee indoors by law in New York City. But because of Mayor de Blasio, you can in fact relieve yourself on the street in New York City without getting a criminal summons. That was a nice change to things that he put into place. As if it didn't smell like an open sewer here enough already. When is it too much? When do people realize that the things they are making us do, that the elites who do not take these rules seriously for their own purposes, but love to inflict them on all the rest of us, when do we realize that this is crazy? That there are risks in life, that there are things that are going to be continuing problems for us, including this COVID virus. But we shouldn't just obey everything the government says because they say so. How could I argue against this? Oh, gee, there are so many ways. The test and trace core in New York City only tests and trace for people who have been indoors exposed to somebody with COVID for 15 minutes or more. How many of you need 15 minutes in the bathroom at a restaurant? Probably not very many. So what are they really saying? You mask up when you go to the bathroom. You you have to wear a mask. I mean, if you get up from the table, I have been in restaurants where they have made people who got up to go to the... They're sitting there without a mask on because this all makes a lot of sense. But you put a mask on when you go to the bathroom. But somehow that's not safe, even one at a time from the outside to inside, not safe enough. Don't pee indoors, pee on the street. That's Cuomo's COVID policy right now. That's where we are. And and I just want to know, how much more humiliating does it get before everyone realizes? And I know some of you saying, oh, Buck, but it's not as bad in my part of the country. What do you think a Biden administration is going to do? What do you think? You think they're going to let this go or they're going to federalize as much of this as they possibly can? They're going to pressure states. You don't think they'll threaten to withhold federal funding unless your state kicks in some of these more extreme mandates, too? Think again. The Obama administration threatened to withhold funds from Department of Education budgets unless a state complied with its transgender 
primary school policy. Remember transgender bathroom usage? We're going to pull public school funding. Unless this state in question concedes. Unless they uh, unless they give up and do what we tell them to do. And you don't think that they'll do that in a Biden administration? If you think this is a New York only problem, I'm here to tell you this whole thing was pretty much a New York only problem back in February, March. How long has it been now? Almost a year. And so that brings me to how, how much more are we going to take of this? Because we're, we're heading for at least six more months of it. Up, down, how much more? How much more are we going to suffer through? That's right. They, they make these arbitrary decisions and they'll pull your they'll pull your uh, liquor license, which shuts down a restaurant. You can't make a profit. You can't survive without it. Just pull your liquor license if you let people go to the bathroom. But we're masking up when we go to the bathroom. I thought masks were really effective. I can't mask up and go to the bathroom. I thought I should be fine. Nope, not allowed because they say so. Oh, yeah. Where's the science on this? Where's the science on all these people outdoors wearing masks all the time? Just wondering. Does anyone want to try to explain to me if it's one percent in restaurants, thousands and thousands of restaurants that have had indoor dining for months now? And that's the that's what they think the covid spread is. Might be a little more, might be a little less. What is it outdoors? Probably close to zero. But everyone's wearing masks anyway. And if you don't, people look at you like you're a crazy person. This is a cult now. This has gone beyond. There are times. And just to be very clear, there are circumstances where in a clinical setting, in a hospital, around elderly relatives, there are times when I think, yeah, a little extra precaution is called for. We have gone way beyond that. And we're not even allowed to talk about this anymore. And that then brings me to. So, like I said, we are at the point now where they are, they are actually humiliating us. They are humiliating American citizens. They're making us do stuff that is absurd, is appalling, and is demeaning to protect us. Because Dr. Fauci says so. Because the Fauci is like, hey, no Christmas for you, no New Year's, no January, no February, maybe March. You can start to breathe fresh air, go outside for a minute, maybe a minute, not more. What exactly has this guy contributed to this? What, what breakthrough is he responsible for? What brilliant policy has he advocated for? And then that brings me to the mask mandate, which and this is what President Trump. Uh, this is what President Trump uh, retweeted this morning, which is why I have blue check journals from all over the place. I, I also love it. I love it when they when they refer to me as stupid. And I just kind of laugh because I think we all know that I'm smarter than you, Lib journal. Like everyone who knows anything actually understands that. So don't I wouldn't go there. I would go. I would find another place for the battle. You know, make fun of my name, which they all like to do. That's fine. Whatever. I mean, people that do that are so pathetic and not clever that it's, it's actually amusing to me. But uh, this is the tweet that has gotten now, you know, the Daily Mail's writing it up and everyone's all, oh, my gosh. So a fellow, I don't even know this guy, but he just shared an interesting graphic. His name is uh, his, his Twitter handle is Ian MSC. And he shared he shared data. Um, from our world in data. So that was the source on it. And it is about mask mandates. And he wrote, while Denmark already had a mask mandate for public transit, they expanded mask requirements on 1029 to cover all indoor public spaces. So let's see how that's working out for them. So on August, Denmark had a very, very low level of cases. 
right? Very low level of cases per million is the way the graphic is shown. And you're at basically 25 cases per million, uh, all or, or 25 cases per million, let's say, all through the summer. So very, very few. Can you remember Denmark only has about, I think, uh, 10 million people, something like that. I got to check on the population, actually. But they had very low cases. And then all of a sudden they got, I'm sorry, 5 million. Sweden is 10 million. Denmark is 5.8 million. So they had very few cases. And then they put a public mask mandate in on August 22nd. And you get into September and all of a sudden the cases have basically at least doubled or tripled, maybe quadrupled. And then you get to October 29th and then they have an all indoor spaces mask mandate. And then you get to present and they've gone from about, let's call it 20 cases per million to 525 plus cases per million. So if this was a stock, you would have made a lot of money. Tragically, this is a chart of covid cases, which means there are fatalities uh, attached to it. So, you know what's going on here. This is getting much, much, much worse after mandates were put in place. Now, all I said, I didn't I didn't because because also I don't want to get banned again on. I've just been dealing with my bands last few weeks. All I said is I asked the experts this question in earnest. What would this graph of covid cases look like without mask mandates mask work is the mantra you're not allowed to say anything else on twitter and that is a fact but how well do mandates work i asked the question in response i showed data and i asked a question how well do mandates work and all i get from all over the lib blue check and otherwise and i mean i don't read the non-blue check lib psychos that come after me all I get all of the Internet is mask denier, you know, oh, my gosh, this person so stupid, doesn't understand the science. And I see you're saying, OK, smart asses. Why is it that ma- that Florida doesn't have a mandate or any mandates about masks? New York and California do. And they're roughly equivalent right now. And overall, Florida has been much better off against covid. Now, they'll say, oh, because New York is more densely populated. OK, well, let's look at the cities. Let's go city by city. Oh, New York City is more densely populated even than Miami or Tampa or something. Okay, let's compare it to California then. Where they've been the mask, the the masters of masking, right? They've been all about it there. Gavin Newsom, I mean, not really, right? Behind closed doors, he doesn't care. He goes to French Laundry. It's all a joke to him. But we're not supposed to pay attention to that. I ask this question. You know what they say? They, they They show me Denmark. And they say, look at Denmark, look at Sweden. Sweden's much worse off than Denmark is. And I say, OK, that's interesting. Um, what about Belgium? You want to so, so run the same. Okay, I, I really I ask them this and I try to go back and forth. OK, smart ass. So you showed me Denmark. Denmark's doing a little better than Sweden is. That's true. Belgium's had a mask mandate in place. Well, how's how's Belgium doing? Oh, the, the worst per capita fatality in all of Europe, actually, in Belgium. That's really interesting, isn't it? How's the UK doing? How's Italy doing? How's Spain doing? Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Is it all because of Donald Trump and the anti-maskers who like Donald Trump or support Donald Trump? Is that what's causing Europe to have the problems that it does? Now, there's a lot of room for debate here. And I've been saying this, you know, I'm consistent. I've been saying this all along. Maybe it's 5%. Maybe it's 10%. I don't know. Maybe it's 50. Although that if if masks had a 50% reduction in the spread of this virus when used in actual human usage, right? You think of a, not to get too graphic here, 
there are prophylactic devices out there. There's always the perfect usage, hashtag science, perfect usage and human usage. These are not the same thing. And a lot of people that end up with the human usage end up having babies or, you know, end up getting pregnant. Whereas the perfect usage is 99%. The human usage is down. In the, and I'm not trying to, you know, you guys all know what I'm talking about. It's more like, I think, in the 85 range or something. That's a big difference. Okay, let's look at masks. Do we think we have perfect usage or human usage? Okay, we have human usage. So we know that it's not going to be perfect. So we know it's less than 100% effective. How effective is it? And under what circumstances is it at that efficacy? And why can't we see this shown on a chart? Why is it that I ask questions like and i'm actually asking and when they come at me with something else i love when they, they pick they'll they'll show you a graph from from may to july or may to august of masking and they'll say see look at how we flatten the curve and i say why are you stopping it in august we're in we're in december let's see the rest of the graph oh the rest of the graph goes up like a hockey stick why'd you leave that out right this this is this is where we are now you're not allowed to ask. You're not allowed to find out. Shut up. Do what you're told. Go go use the street as the toilet instead of the one inside the restaurant for your safety. What's next? I mean, you got oh, you got a lot of things. You got mandatory vaccination coming your way. That's going to be nationwide, by the way, under a Biden administration. You're going to have um, a continuation of lockdowns and mask policies even after you get vaccinated. How much is enough? How much is too much? When do we decide we're not going to do this anymore? I don't know. A lot of people are, are there. There's a combination of a couple of things. People who love to control others, people who are just terrified and can't think rationally about any of this. And I feel sympathy for them, but there's a lot of them out there. And people who are just desperate to not be wrong, to look dumb because they're so smart. And a lot of them. Our journos coming at yours truly today. Thanks for listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Get the latest news and information from Buck by heading to BuckSexton.com. Does it make you feel better that Kamala says they're not going to punish people under a Biden administration for not wearing masks or not doing uh, all these mandates the way that we're, su- we're supposed to? Does it make you feel better? It shouldn't make you feel better. It's not true. If they want to and they find a way to, they will punish people. How crazy are some places getting over this? You know, I was supposed to go the one vacation I have all year. I was going to go to the Caribbean. The one vacation I was ta- I took I would have taken this whole year. I know a lot of you. No one's gone on vacation this year, but it was the only one that I had planned even before the pandemic because I can't take off the time from this show. And I was going to go to the Caribbean because I want to lie on a beach and stare at the sky and, you know, read books that aren't about politics or history or actually probably read history books. That's not the point. The point is. That I didn't go because I wanted to stay in the U.S. because I knew that there was going to be crazy stuff because of COVID. And here's an example of it. An 18 year old student from Georgia and her water sports athlete were sentenced to four months in prison by a court in the Cayman Islands because she slipped out of her wristband monitor to watch him compete at a local race instead of quarantining after arriving from the U.S. Skylar Mack and her boyfriend, jet skier Vanjay Ramgeet, were jailed immediately after their sentences were handed down on Tuesday. An island judge issued a four-month term 
This was a flagrant breach, as could be imagined, Court Justice Roger Chappell told the court. It was born of selfishness and arrogance. Now, you might want to you might want to know something here. Um, They weren't even positive for the virus. They violated the policy, the mandate of if you arrive on our island, you have to quarantine. And they got sent to prison for four months. Now, I know you're saying, oh, that's not. Uh, how many of you would like to spend four months in a Caymanian jail? I got to tell you, I'm sure it is not pleasant. Four months in prison because she's a healthy person at almost no risk who does not have the virus. I'm sure I would I would bet you all the money that you would want to bet right now that she doesn't have covid, but she broke the mandate. So she goes to prison. That bet is off now, by the way, because I can't make bets on her. Uh, yeah. And then there's a guy from Ireland. There's a guy from Ireland um, who rode a jet ski to go see his beloved. He doesn't even know how to swim. The guy must have really wanted to see her. And he he took a jet ski across. I don't know if he went to or came from Ireland, but he, he took a jet ski across the Irish Sea to see his girlfriend. Broke quarantine rules. He's going to jail, too. He's going to jail, too. They are locking people up now for this stuff. Do you think that they're going to do more or less of that in the months ahead? Do you think there'll be more or less of this in a Biden administration? I'm just wondering. I feel like we should have the conversation. You're in the Freedom Hut. This is the Buck Sexton Show podcast. For more Buck, head to BuckSexton.com. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. Is there going to be a COVID funding bill out there are we going to get this omnibus package what's the hold up what's happening with that plus more on lockdowns and i want to also put on your radar folks immigration illegal immigration that is expected to spike big time in the months ahead we'll get into all that with our friend uh, congressman andy biggs from arizona congressman thanks for coming back Buck, always good to be with you. Before I forget, have a Merry Christmas. Good holiday season. Thank you, sir. Same, same to you. Merry Christmas. So t- tell me this. Well, how, how is your state doing? I, I want to get into the omnibus and the spending, but, you know, I, I don't want to have a this, this is a, a show that I want people to be able to listen to any, you know, all across the country as they do. And I want them to know how it's going in different places in Arizona. What are you seeing right now with the handling of covid? Well, so it's it's the threats of more lockdowns, uh, the threats of mask mandates. We have a, a tremendous mask wearing compliance. Everybody's complying, uh, but guess what? We have an increase in in uh, in uh, COVID positive uh, detection. You've got an increase in hospitalizations, but you still have lots of headroom both in the emergency department and regular rooms, uh, and and you have an increase in in uh, fatalities. But as uh, it's called the Maricopa method of counting, and some states have adopted it. And if you die within 60 days of having tested positive for COVID, regardless of the reason, they will count that as a COVID death. That that seems to be not not a, a scientific approach to finding out the cause of death, Congressman. Well, Buck, uh, we left science a long time ago in in this uh, this coronavirus. Uh, deal we really did um and if you ask any questions if you're heterodox in any way from the public health orthodoxy you're going to be branded a heretic 
they're going to try to cancel you. They're going to come after you. And I've had, I've experienced that nonstop for months because I ask questions. And, and well, well, yeah. And what, what is the, do you guys have an, do you have a, just an indoor mask mandate there? Outdoor mandate? What's the status? Well, it's, it's, here's part of the confusion. It's different wherever you go, but, but, uh, it's, Certainly when you go indoors. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You can go up to the host desk at a restaurant with your mask on. you got to wear it till you sit down maybe 10, 15 feet from there, maybe 25 feet from there. And then you just pop it off, uh, take off the mask. And, and you know what? It's, 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 it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It is. It makes no sense at all. But anyway, this is, what we're, this is the world we're in right now. Congressman, people do want to know, What's happening with a covid relief package before you tell us um, before you tell us. And you know, by the time some people hear this, there may be there may be a deal done. Right. A lot of people listen on demand. But before you tell us what could happen, why hasn't there been the hundreds of billions of dollars of aid to the American people passed by the Congress, given that the government is the cause of the economic shutdowns? Well, so before the election, there was legislation by Republicans that would have uh, finished spending the PPP money, which was from the original bill, that could have gone out months ago. But Nancy Pelosi did not want uh, President Trump to have a victory, so for political purposes, she shut that bill down and um, prevented it. Now you've got to, uh, just like every time they've done it, instead of doing the bill where you're targeting people and you're getting accountability because we know that there's been fraud out there. Um, anytime you put that kind of money out in, in public life, you're going to get some fraud. You're going to get some people who really need it. But instead of taking the stuff that we all agreed on, which was PPP um, uh, uh, benefits, they've, they've blurted it up again. So there's going to be all kinds of things. There's going to be uh, direct payments to people again. There's going to be... Um, you're going to get the unemployment uh, boost uh, by $300 uh, per week through March. And if there's one thing small business told me uh, consistently was, please don't do that because we've got jobs we can't get people to come back to. And uh, and they didn't did pass it for political purposes solely because um, Pelosi wanted to say, look, you know, Trump didn't get this done. Speaking of Congressman Andy Biggs of Arizona, uh, Congressman, you're you got a big border there along with Mexico, and you're you're starting to see some interesting stories in the news about a surge. I've already seen it. It's not not getting a lot of news attention, but it's out there. Caravans starting to move up from Central America. What's going on? Yeah, so there's one moving right now. There's several others forming. Cartels are advertising again for caravans. Uh, you know these NGOs. Uh, are advertising for caravans and, and what to do when you get up here. Uh, almost 70,000 apprehensions in November. Uh, it's going to be higher than that, pretty close to 100,000 in December. But it's the gotaways that are important. Uh, more drugs drugs are, are coming across again. It's all going up, and it all boils down to um, what Joe Biden has said his administration is going to do. And I just got off. We're talking with a, a Border Patrol agent before you and I uh, got together. And I said, well, what's going on? He said, well, I just interviewed. First of all, he said, just south of the border right now, there's a gang, uh, not a gang necessarily, but a group of probably two to 300 people staging to come across the border. 
But they caught uh, an individual yesterday, and uh, this agent asked the person, why did you come across? He said, uh, Biden said there's no deportations, and, and Biden said that uh, there's not going to be, um, you're not going to be detained. And because you have no deportations, you have no detention planned, you have a 100-day moratorium, uh, and there's a promise of amnesty, there's promises to support the sanctuary cities, there is now no reason not to come. It's, it's sound logic from their perspective, because I do think that under a Biden administration, um, that there is going to be a huge push for amnesty. I think that that's going to be the top of the of the Democrat agenda, because they'll say this is very centrist. You know, this is it'll be like comprehensive immigration reform 2.0 under Barack Obama. That I think that's exactly what we're going to see. And so it does make sense for illegals to try from their perspective to try to come across the border now. And I think we're going to see an enormous problem because you're also going to have a, a likely Democrat administration here. I mean, he is the president elect as of now. Um, where they're determining that they're not going to want to enforce the laws against people that are showing up. Uh, they're going to try to use the loopholes to say, oh, we're enforcing laws, but we're still allowing a lot of illegal entries to stay in the United States. Um, Congressman, I also I'm just wondering, I mean, do you have do you have any thoughts that you can share on the state of play with with Arizona, with with any do you have any hope for any of the remaining legal challenges either in your home state or anywhere else right now with regard to this election and getting some answers? I mean, I, I know you can't predict the future, but I'm wondering, are you, are, are you done? Well, I think in Arizona, what's happened is the state Senate has issued subpoenas for um, doc, uh, the ba- the ballots, envelopes and machines. So they so and they have a forensic audit team ready to commence uh, uh, immediately. Uh, and. The problem is whether the Maricopa County, which is over five million people and a lion's share of Arizona voters in it, will actually respond favorably to the subpoena. In fact, uh, they're meeting, um, and they they didn't take a position yesterday when they met, and hopefully they will give those so we can have the audit. Once the audit's done, it'll put this to bed, at least in Arizona. Was there uh, a lot of fraud? Was there no fraud? And believe me, uh, you've got by far most Republicans think there were fraud. By far most Democrats believe there was no fraud. And the independents, it's uh, kind of split evenly that there was fraud. So you, you really ought to put it to bed. And I, I'm putting my trust in Arizona uh, in the, this forensic audit because that's what every state should have done was a true forensic audit. It will tell you where fraud took place, if any took place at all. Are, are we going to find out I mean, and just just again in, in Arizona, which is one of the states that's been right, right in the center of this storm. Did did people double vote? Did dead people vote? I mean, well, the, are you confident, Congressman, that I'll be having you back on this show in the new year at some point early on in the new year? And you'll be able to tell us, guys, that there was X number of found either illegal aliens voting or or double votes, dead people voting, etc. Or do you think that they may be able to cover this up, even with the request for the audit? I I'm confident that if we can begin that audit today, or or tomorrow, that in a in a week or two, you and I can have a conversation, and we will know uh, uh, the extent of the veracity or lack of veracity in Arizona's election. All right, Congressman Andy Biggs of Arizona, Congressman, always appreciated. You and yours have a merry Christmas. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks so much, Buck. Appreciate it. You're in the Freedom Hut. This is the Buck Sexton Show podcast. 
Get more from Buck by following him on social media at Buck Sexton on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But I think there's been a misinterpretation somehow by some that said that you have to cancel all family okay, interactions. That, that's, that's, a, that's a very important <laughs> clarification. I, I, it sounds sure. like the same advice you were given at Thanksgiving. You know, 10 people right. in a house, no more than two families at a time right. that come together. So you have not deviated from that to be to no, be more clear. No, I, I think there has been misinterpretation. I've heard and seen tweets saying Fauci says cancel trip uh, Christmas nonsense. I've never said that. Okay. I've never said that. I've never said that. I've just said don't see your loved ones. Don't celebrate with any other human being. Don't gather congregate settings, but I've never said cancel Christmas. Have a great Christmas by yourself without family or loved ones, especially those of you who are at very low risk from the disease or have already had the disease. Don't in any way change your mitigation. Avoid human contact and really avoid human contact for the whole winter, but definitely for Christmas but have a very Merry Christmas alone. Don't go buy a tree. That's risky. You don't need a tree. Stay home alone. By yourself. Have a great Christmas. Yeah, there you go. Yay. I'm glad I'm glad we've uh, I'm glad we've established what's really going on then that, that we know that he never really said um, he never really said that cancel Christmas. Just just don't see other human. Be- just don't actually spend a holiday with other people and stay locked in your home and only only go out for food and be terrified when you do it. I think it's really, really great advice from from Dr. Fauci. Um, and uh, you know what else? He's got great advice about how to keep restaurants um, open. Oh, no, he has terrible advice about that because they're closing all over the place, aren't they? Here's 15. What we really need to do is make sure when we say limit restaurant capacity or close restaurants or close the bars, that has to be accompanied by relief, financial relief. And yet it's not. And so these restaurants are getting destroyed. And for what exactly? Why can't let, let me ask you this. Why can't Dr. Fauci come out and say outdoor dining? It's been proven is not a considerable transmission risk. Therefore, outdoor dining should not be banned anywhere. Why can't Fauci say that? Someone tell me. Why? Think about how much that would help thousands and thousands of businesses in New York, in California, in Michigan, in Illinois, in New Jersey, in Massachusetts. Go down the list. Just just that. Just and you say, oh, Buck, it's too cold in all those places. They could set up outdoor heaters. If there was an outdoor heater in my neighborhood outside of some of my favorite local restaurants, they had chairs out on the street and I was told. That, you know, and I just knew that I was going to bundle up. I actually did this. I ate outdoors over the uh, Thanksgiving break. It was freezing, but I was on a balcony and I wore my jacket with a few friends and we ate dinner. If it meant that I could actually be around other human beings and keep a local business going that I love. I mean, this is why people live in cities so they can walk to their favorite restaurant. This is why we've made the choices we have. A lot of you say, why do you live in the city? By the way, you're looking more and more right about your indignation and my unwillingness to leave New York thus far in life. But why can't Fauci say why can't Fauci say open all the schools? It's no risk. Low risk, I should say. Open all the schools. That's the right policy. Outdoor dining is safe. Why won't he say those things? 
if I felt like there was any good faith from the other side about these issues, I would respond in a far less aggressive manner. But there is no good faith. It's more and more and more lockdown, tighten the screws, no more freedom. I've already told you that. I, I mean, I, I, I think that are in certain situations. I mean, they, they keep calling me an anti-masker. It's the, don't you see? This is the equivalent of when someone points out that the Green New Deal is insane. It's you're a climate denialist. You don't think that climate change is real. No, I think climate change is real. I just don't think it's a catastrophic problem the way that it's being portrayed. And I also know that the way they think they're going to address it is laughable. That's not the same thing as saying I don't think climate change is real. But that that's what they that's what they do. They try to set up a false choice binary and then just bash you. Same same thing here on the masks. I'm not an anti-masker. Who's been telling I've been telling you all along N95 masks properly fitted and used in a clinical setting are 100 percent a good idea for preventing respiratory. All all of the data shows this. There's no question. Okay, I'm not someone who walks around saying, oh, but the virus is like this thing and we don't know and it doesn't, you know, no. But I'm just saying, well, let's look at what works. Let's look at what's actually happening. What what is real human behavior? I love this. I'll say I'll tell people I'll say outdoor mask mandates. Why do we have them? And, and the responses I'll get from people that think that they're public intellectuals will be along the lines of it's because people are congregating indoors without masks. You idiot. That's where we're spreading it. And then I want to say to them. So why do we have outdoor mask mandates? Listen to what I am saying. But they don't. He's a mask. I mean, the Daily Mail refers to me as anti-mask. I'm not anti-mask. That's a lie. They're lying. I'm anti-mask. Insert- yes. I, do I think you should mask when you're alone in the shower? I mean, I don't know what kind of stuff people are into, but I, the answer is no. Does that mean I'm anti-mask? Notice how, how many debates have you seen on this issue anywhere that are worth hearing? Anywhere. None. None. Journalists, social media companies, the Democrat establishment are enemies of free speech now. They are openly advocating for censorship. They always have these these trite and and just moronic things. They'll say like, well, we don't want censorship. We just want to prevent false ideas from being out there. Oh, okay. well, that's not censorship. What would the what would the censors have said about about the Buckster here saying open up the schools in August. The data shows us it's safe. Was that should I have been censored even more on that? Because I was I was shadow banned on the social media accounts. So should I have been even more censored? Because I was right. Thanks for listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Get the latest news and information from Buck by heading to BuckSexton.com. This important symbolic vaccination of the vice president of the United States and the Surgeon General of the United States, which is something we want to be symbolic to tell the rest of the country the time is now to step to the plate and when your time comes to get vaccinated. Because when we're speaking to you here today, I often say it is really bittersweet. The bitterness is the fact of what the Vice President mentioned. We still are in the middle of a very difficult situation with record numbers of cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. But the sweetness is the light at the end of the tunnel, which I can tell you as we get into January, February, March and April, that light is going to get brighter 
and brighter. And the bitterness is going to be replaced by the sweetness. And we all hope, and I think this is doable, that by the time we get to several months into this year, we will have enough people protected that we can start thinking seriously about the return to normality. And that's up to all of us to step forward and get vaccinated. Now, isn't it interesting that the people that are allegedly mask deniers like me, and I'm, as I've said, I'm not a mask denier. That is a slur. It's a slander. Uh, I, I've gone through this. I've had to defend myself against social media companies when I point out I've I've never said don't wear a mask. I've never said there's no usage for them. I've just pointed out the inconsistencies, the government overreach and ask the questions about level of effect uh, of efficacy that nobody else seems willing. Not nobody. There are a few Berenson, obviously. God bless the guy. He's very brave. Um, he's a he's a unique fellow. He's a little eccentric. He's very brave on this on this point. He has been. And, uh, you know, th- that's all. That's all that I do. And I, they're vilifying. I mean, people actually reach out to me and, and they think that I'm I'm responsible for like human death or something. Just because I say, can someone tell me? How much does it reduce if you go if you were to anyway, you you know, you all know this, but I just want to make make it very clear. There are only a handful of us that really take this stuff, take the heat on this on a regular basis. And, you know, I'm one of them <laughs> in, in the public eye. I'm one of them. Uh, there's there's about a there's like maybe a dozen or two of us that are getting really hammered on this on a regular basis. So. Vaccine somehow. I'm, I'm, I'm not a vaccine denier. And some of you think that I'm probably too pro vaccine in this instance. Um, I do think that what we've seen on the data shows that for a lot of people who are at high risk, this is a that this is an absolute must. And it's absolutely worth the trade off and the risks. And that's what medicine is all about. Risks and trade off and freedom. And that's what it's supposed to be. Not do this or else. But the vaccine, uh, as you've already seen, is not going to be an answer for us to get back to normal because what about mutations? Will there be will there be COVID mutations? Then we won't have a vaccine necessarily that works against that at all. So how can they let us go back to normal? I'm also going to say this, and I know that they've they've created this flu bro thing where it's not the flu and you're an idiot. Why aren't we going to have lockdowns and masks in place for flu season next year? What they will say, if they're being honest, is because 50,000 people a year dying from the flu, give or take, is acceptable. And masks are annoying and lockdowns destroy the destroy people's financial and economic lives. So we're not willing to do that. So 50,000 a year we can take. That is the only real answer. They don't have another answer. And I want to be very clear about that. So the people that are all, it's about every life. Save every life. Don't care what your freedom. Save. They're, they don't feel that way about the they, they will not mark my words. We can go back to the show in 12 months. and I'll be saying, why aren't we masking up for the flu, guys? We might be masking up for covid, but it won't be won't be for the flu. And they'll say, oh, because we can manage that. Well, what they mean by manage is that, you know, 50, 60, 70,000 people in the United States will die from the flu. So that's that's manageable apparently. every year, by the way. Right. So. All right. Just making my point there on the vaccine. Um. You're starting to see some really ugly stuff here coming from the left. And you you need to be aware of it. You need to be uh, you need to be made informed on what is being said by the left right now about who gets this vaccine and when this was in the New York Times and hat tip to 
uh, Noah Rothman and David Harsanyi for putting this in my timeline. Harold Schmidt, an expert in ethics and health policy at the University of Pennsylvania, said that it is reasonable to put essential workers ahead of older adults, given their risks, and that they are disproportionately minorities. Goes on to say, older populations are whiter, Dr. Schmidt said. Society is structured in a way that enables them to live longer instead of giving additional health benefits to those who already had more of them. We can start to level the playing field a bit. Did you catch that? Start to level the playing field by getting the vaccine sooner to minorities than to white people because we need more white people to die to level the playing field. That is what is being said in the pages of the New York Times. Just reading you the quote. An expert in ethics and health policy at an Ivy League university, University of Pennsylvania. Wow, health policy experts. These people get way too much credit. We are far too quick to listen to them. This is social justice now mixed with a kind of eugenicist approach. We need we need racial balancing. This fellow is saying this is his argument. I want to be very clear. So when Media Matters tries to clip this, we can tell them to go stuff it. We're very clear. This is Harold Schmidt saying that we need to engage in a balancing out of the death rate so that more white people will die Because as a general proposition, white life expectancy in America is higher than certain other minority groups. So we need to we need to essentially do some uh, some socialist redistribution of years of life. On government whim, you can't get this vaccine unless the government says you can. Government's in control. They're making these arguments out loud. I'm, I'm going to the pages of the most elite liberal journalism place in the country, the New York Times. And they're printing this stuff. And this is not the only example of this. This is not the only instance. You find a lot of this out there. People say, well, it should because it disproportionately harms the minority community. It should go to minorities first. So so skin color, according to this analysis, becomes a an advantage in getting ahead of the line of a virus that will kill people in large numbers still in the months ahead. And let's understand here that there are a lot of other ways that you could slice this data and probably come up with a much better. I mean, what is the primary indicator of risk from covid age? What is the next indicator of risk from covid? Comorbidity and the primary one of those is obesity. Age and obesity are the biggest risk factors for we know this. The biggest risk factors for this disease out there that we've been able to identify. So are we when we're saying that the minority population uh, is is more affected by this? Are we not taking into account the other indicators of how we could get more of the at risk population in general? including members of the minority population. But shouldn't we have, you know, it's it's people over 75, first over 75, first in line, over 65, first in line. Isn't that a a fair way to do this? 
No, they're, they're arguing for they're arguing for giving it to minorities sooner than other people based upon what exactly? Because the average life, I mean, the average life expectancy of of Asian Americans, I believe, exceeds that of white Americans. So are we going to have a are, are they are they calling for a a racial hierarchy for the speed of vaccination? That there are some people of some races that should get the vaccine first. Is that really what the, I, I just want to know if that because that is the argument that Harold Schmidt seems to be making here. And you will hear more and more of this in the weeks and months ahead. You want to talk about dividing people. You want to talk about showing us how much government is willing to play God. Harold Schmidt at UPenn wants to level the playing field. So, you know, he wants certain people to have to wait. You know, maybe maybe you have to wait for the vaccine a couple extra months. Sorry, because of the history of oppression in this country. And so we need to balance it out, he says. Pretty scary stuff and something that that this is a mentality that is increasingly widespread among the Democrat elites. You should be you should be aware of it. 